Hello and welcome to Need2Go. Need2Go is a podcast meant to help you take your learning on the go. Our goal is to support administrators, tech coordinators, educators, and just anyone in their learning journey. So whether you are at home, work, the gym, or on your commute, we are glad you're joining us. Now for the latest episode of Need2Go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Need2Go. We are so excited that we've been able to share content. It's been great talking with so many knowledgeable people that support our educators in Nebraska and beyond. Um, Again, I'm just thrilled to continue to feature amazing people. Uh, This episode, I would like to introduce Sue Thoughts. She is um, the Senior Manager for Professional Development and Engagement with Common Sense Media, one of my favorite resources. Uh, We're excited to have her talk all things digital citizenship, the connection with SEL and CASEL, and most importantly, um, upcoming Digital Citizenship Week on October 18th to the 22nd, kind of share where uh, Common Sense has gone with this, where they continue to go with it, and all those great things. So, Sue, Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for joining us. I'm thrilled to have you. It's been great um, chatting with you, um, especially, you know, virtually, but then over the last couple of months, we've done a few things connecting on the new common sense resources and things like that. So I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, do you want to do just a little brief intro to our listeners and then we'll kind of get in with the content? Of course, of course. Thank you so much, Heather. Um, Yes, my name is Sue Thoughts, and I am located in Los Angeles. Um, So I have been working with Common Sense since, um, oh my gosh, for over 10 years now, uh, going on 11 years. And I started out in Chicago and supporting teachers there. And now I support teachers here on the West Coast. And so mostly what I do is work on helping them trying to figure out how to implement all the great common sense resources. Um, We are very excited about Digital Citizenship Week coming up October 18th through 22nd. And our new resources for Digital Citizenship Week and planning are just out this week. So I am specifically very excited about that. Um, And it all features our new social and emotional learning content that we have just partnered um, with uh, Castle on, on in looking at all of their competencies and using that to integrate all of the great digital citizenship resources and looking at them through the lens of the Castle competencies. So yes, that is, that's what I eat, sleep and breathe and do all day long. So thanks for having me. Hey, no, no problem. Um, again, you have been such a great support to me, but I know Common Sense um, does a lot for Nita, does a lot for the organization. Um, whether it's sharing resources, partnering with us on different things. So I just want to take a minute and say thank you for your support of NIDA. Of course. So Digital Citizenship Week, I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like I've been promoting it as a specific week for five years. Can you take us Mm -hmm. back? Do you remember how long ago it was that this kind of started as a featured event across the nation? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I've been doing this with LAUSD since... I got here. So, um, so LAUSD is the Los Angeles Unified School District. So I want to say at least for the last seven years, we've been celebrating Digital Citizenship Week um, with them specifically. I remember many events. So at least for the last seven years, we've been doing this. So thinking about um, a week, I know one of the things I like to say, and I know you would, we'd be on the same page with this is I feel like 
the promotion of the content on that week is a is a great stepping stone for schools because it gives you a place to start. Mm-hmm. But the goal is sustainability. Like we don't want digital citizenship content or lessons or conversations to be a one and done by any means. Mm-hmm. And so how do you feel like the different topics align to those types of things and help promote that as something, again, not extra, but sustainable across the schools? So when it comes to sustainability, uh, that is, um, that's something that I think a lot of folks are, are interested in learning more about how to implement. Um, I think they, that, that a lot of teachers have an understanding that, that they should not necessarily be the only ones teaching digital citizenship in their school. And it's, it, you know, it really is about changing a culture and, and really shifting an awareness toward what your, your community culture looks like in the online space. And so when it comes to Digital Citizenship Week, it's a great way to just kind of kick off and set the foundation um, for, for how to implement a lot of these lessons that you give your students the language, the skills, the dispositions that are, you know, are found throughout all of the lessons, and then being able to reinforce them in the everyday. So with, you know, with shorter activities, you know, here and there, you know, teachable moments that come up, you know, in, 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 in the news or, you know, incidents that happen, you know, perhaps, you know, in that you see across the country, there are so many opportunities when it comes to things like media literacy, or when it comes to situations that you read about, right, having debates Mm -hmm. about whether, you know, privacy is something that is, you know, is so important that we should, you know, be, be very mindful of that, or is, or are we willing to give up some of that privacy for some of the conveniences that we have in our lives. And so, you know, there are so many opportunities that come up every day to debate some of these issues with our students, because none of this, of course, is is right or wrong, black and white, right? In a, in a very simple way. And so once your kids have the language that they can use to understand you know, some of these issues, then you're able to bring that into your classroom and, and bring it into your content you know, at every opportunity. And I think that's spot on because I think whether you're talking ELA, science, math, whatever, the key is the common language for what you're conversing or teaching students. So this yeah. aligns right with that. I'm speaking of that language. I know that each year common sense kind of has a theme or language or something that they are kind of going for this year. Um, And then obviously with the addition and the alignment of the SEL resources, what would you say, or how would you describe the theme or content goals uh, with this year's common sense shared resources and information? And then if you just want to highlight where they can go to get those too, because I feel like we talk a lot about it, but I don't want to leave the importance of where to find those as well uh, for those listening. So um, specific for Digital Citizenship Week, this year we're really focusing on these CASEL-aligned activities to help students reflect about how technology impacts their own social-emotional well-being. So we have three different planning documents um, for elementary and for middle and for high school. And if you were to look at these, these um, are all focused on, you know, kind of a daily theme. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, they each have a daily theme. They have um, a way for teachers to teach a social emotional learning type activity that's associated with their digital life. And those are about 15 minutes. 
And then there's also a whole list of student reflection and creation projects that you could then also integrate, um, such as creating some sort of storybook. I'm looking at the elementary one or, you know, creating um, some sort of a classroom character that you can build together, you know, for the week. And then, you know, of course, there's also a, a whole section about family engagement. And so um, there are family conversation starters for each day as it relates to the different themes of self-awareness and self-management, you know, responsible decision-making and so on, all of these castle competencies. And um, by the way, I didn't also mention what castle is and um, castle.org is the leading social and emotional learning um, organization that a lot of folks look to. Um, so, you know, when I, when I talk about castle, I'm talking about social emotional learning. Those mm -hmm. are those are synonymous to me, but all of these resources can be found, um, you know, the way that I got there, I can send you the link directly, but I searched common sense digital citizenship week, to be honest with you, that is, that is the best way for me to get, I could give you the URL, the commonsense.org slash education um, slash digital citizenship week, I think is where, um, where we end up with all of that. So, um, so by all means, but I just searched, you know, went out and Googled it like everybody else. Sure. Uh, one of the things I have them in front of me too, and I think um, when you talk about how the digital citizenship content that's been around for so long aligns with the SEL, I noticed on the daily themes, there's, like you said, the castle um, awareness terms, but the one thing that I really liked is the questions that go along with the daily themes. So for example, in the elementary, there's self-awareness on Monday, but the question is, how do I feel when I use technology? Right. And again, when you go to middle school, same thing, how can I navigate the pressures of social media? And then when you get to high school, the question for that specific day, again, there's questions every day, but the question to ask is how can I, how can I be authentic to myself online and offline? And I think that's where you, where the content is leveled up because I, um, in the past doing digital citizenship lessons, there was a lot of scenarios that you would respond to. This is how I would answer that, or this is, this is the best choice. This is who I would contact, or this is what I would do if I saw this on social media or if someone approached me and so on and so forth. But these questions take it to the next level because then you're truly addressing those students' feelings. Like you make that decision, but how does that decision make you feel? And it may not be how you feel now, but how could it make you feel later? Or how did you feel prior to it or beyond it? And that's where it truly makes that SEL um, connection for those kids is because you're not just making the decision, you're reflecting on how that decision makes you feel in the process. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, especially some of the high school ones, you know, those are a lot more complex and nuanced, right? So when, you know, I'm looking specifically at one of these activities as it relates to relationship skills, you know, what does a healthy and rewarding relationship look like online and off? And the, the activity there is about friendships and, and boundaries, right? And we all want to be good to our friends. We all want to be able to, you know, be there for them and help them out. But, um, sometimes you just got to set some boundaries and, you know, you cannot necessarily feel the pressure or, you know, to respond immediately when someone texts you or, you know, gets you on social media. And so, you know, how do you balance that with your own, you know, your own ability to, to do the things that you need to do to take care of yourself, you know? 
And, and so, you know, we, we ask students, how is it that you can, you can set these boundaries? You know, how many of you feel like you have to, you know, have this pressure to respond to people, you know, every minute, every time somebody pings you and, and you get a notification. So, you know, it's really about identifying ways that we can take care of ourselves, we can take care of our friends, and we can take care of our community in a healthy way. Right. Um, so that's what a lot of these activities lead to is is really just, you know, giving them the skills and the dispositions to, to identify those those qualities within their own lives. Absolutely. Um, I know we've shared a lot of information, a lot of ideas. Um, I am always particularly uh intrigued and excited about engaging families as well and sharing resources out. Um, I know there's a lot of things that, that, that not only as a school you can share, but also as a teacher so that they can continue those conversations at home, whether it's during Digital Citizenship Week or any other time. What would be some final thoughts or tips that you might have for teachers that would be new to this kind of content? Um, implementing something or starting to, you know, if, if they don't know a lot about common sense in general, and they're being shared or listening to this podcast, what would be a, a quick tip or something that you would uh, recommend for them moving forward? So it's, it doesn't come across as overwhelming. Obviously for someone like myself, I've been using it for so long. It's so intuitive and the resources are awesome and everything you need is, is there. Um, but what would you say, Sue, um, from a common sense background of things that you strive for? I, I think a lot of folks aren't quite sure what digital citizenship is. They, they think it's about internet safety or they think it's just about, um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I, like, I'm not sure exactly what their conception of digital citizenship is if they've never seen a lesson or watched a video. I, th I think part of it is just taking a hold of one lesson and, and walk through it and see what it's about. Understand that essential question and just dive in. It's a matter of trying to put yourself in the position of your student and seeing whether or not that lesson and the things that you're walking through will actually spark an interesting conversation in your classroom. And the thing that I love about these lessons is that they're so juicy and they're so engaging in a way, but they're not just about, it's not clickbait. It's not just getting students to have a conversation. It's actually getting them to think deeply about their own lives and about the impact that media and technology has on their own lives and getting them to slow down a little bit and think about the perspectives of others. Like these are the dispositions and the skills that we wanna impart on our kids. And it's way easier than you might think, right? It's, it's way easier if you set up the conversation with a great video or with just an intriguing question. And everything is there to just show you how to do it. And it's so important to our kids and it's so important to our families. And it's just a matter of taking hold of one lesson that's appropriate for your grade level and just trying it out, right? Trying out that warm up and trying out um, one of those lessons and just seeing what happens. Like that's, that's the best advice that I could give is just see what a lesson looks like. I, I agree with you because I feel like once you, show one of the quick videos or ask a question, the conversation can go in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And then as a teacher, you're truly gauging the needs of what they want to talk about, what questions they have and where they're at in their media balance, for example, or where they're at. So yes, there is so, so much. I, I think the, the, I think all of us as teachers want to know our students better. 
and we want to have better relationships with our students. And when you are asking them about their digital lives and when you're asking them about their thoughts and feelings as it relates to social media, that is how you're building these relationships. And you're not only imparting these skills, but you're also having a better relationship with your students. And so that to me, that's the best excuse in the world to jump in and, and, and get to have the opportunity to understand your students better. That's the most fun part. I would agree a hundred percent. Thank you for, yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's so true. Cause you ask the questions or, you know, I feel like sometimes when I ask a question or relate to something on my media balance, I usually bring my own kids into it too. And I mm -hmm. make sure I'm transparent about how old they are because the, uh, the students that I'm talking to, most of them can relate to that. So it is, it's just being trained. If you're transparent, they're going to be transparent. You're going to have real authentic uh, good conversations. Um, and really, like you said, embrace those teachable moments. So and it's such an honor. It's such an honor to learn about these kids and, and understand them and have them share with you. So yeah, get to it, do it. <laughs> well, Sue, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for always being supportive to Nita and students across um, the United States. We definitely appreciate it. And with yeah. that, thank you for joining us on another Nita Go podcast. Um, again, our website has lots of resources and information. Um, if you're on the website and you have questions about this or any other topics, um, be sure to reach out one, to one myself or one of the other NIDA board members. Thank you. Thank you.